You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Pete Weatherburn, our vet, is here. Actually, I just want to mention something which caught my eye earlier on. Hello to you, Pete, anyway. Hello, just to, good morning. Just good to morning. acknowledge that you're actually there. So, here hold I on am. a second. Here I am. <laughs> um, this is five Catholic churches in Dublin are trialling contactless card machines to counteract the decline in cash donations. People not coming out without any cash and the plates go round and, you know, donations uh, are gratefully received. Well, according to the Times Ireland edition, there was a 19% decrease in the value of donations in the Archdiocese of Dublin between 2016 and 2017. A spokesperson said that the new technology doesn't mean an end to traditional basket collections, but they will take now cards. I just think it could be so embarrassing or something. We sort of uh, just uh, do this contactless one now. How much will I put in and uh, people are looking over your shoulder. The great thing that. is that no, nobody can see though. They well, can, yeah, sure. They, they you can just see see people they... look, at, look at that poser using his card, <laughs> putting it in. How much, is he, how much is he donating there? I don't know. Will that work? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I suppose we are moving more and more to this cash to society. When I was in London the other week, there was a pub which had a big sign up at the front saying, we only take cards, we do not take cash. I haven't seen that in Ireland yet, but I'm sure it's coming. But you know what they have on London buses? Mm-hmm. And they don't have it here, and we should get it. You can use your card, your debit yeah. card, your yeah. whatever the card. You, don't, you don't need a special Lewis card or you don't dump, need that. Undone. You just do it, and Transport for London just takes the one fifty. All fares one fifty. Doesn't matter where you're going. Yeah. one fifty. Doop, you're on. Well, that's we should definitely move that I way. But that indeed, was really I mean, good. No. We don't actually need cash anymore for anything. Never mind donations in churches, in pubs, or in shops. I mean, when do you need cash? The only time you need cash is if you go to a little shop that says we only take cash, but there's not many of those left now, are there? Yeah, I need cash. And, and actually, um, nowadays when somebody says I only take cash, do you not think, hmm, what's the reason for that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see, suspicious minds. I have a suspicious mind. Anyway, let's, uh, let's just pick up, by the way, we were talking the last time, because people mm-hmm. had mentioned to me when you were saying about, the, and they were noticing pet owners taking their dogs out. This is the restraint that you were talking about, that mm. uh, you were saying that a lead is more of a guidance to a dog to make sure that they don't fall down a hole or run out in front of a car or something like that. Uh, and um, people said to me, gosh, when Pete was mentioning that about yanking the, the pet along with them and all that, that that wasn't very nice thing to do and um, people have been noticing since you said it that some pet owners do that. So mm. just back to that again, with yeah. dogs especially, just restrain them on a, on a lead. Yes, I mean slightly. No more than you would have a young child on a harness and the child, young child to be tearing left and right and forwards and jumping around no more than that should happen should the dog be jumping around like that so a child in a harness will generally be walking roughly where you want them to walk and all your harness is doing is just making sure they don't do something stupid like dashing out into the road or something crazy and it's the same with dogs a dog is not meant to be hauling itself against the pressure of the leash all the time it's meant to be walking beside you nicely and the, the harness or collar and leash are just there for emergencies. That's how it should be. Now, I know that dogs have got loads of energy and sometimes it seems like they've got no common sense at all and a lot of people go out on with their dog on the leash and they're, it's literally they're pulled along like they're, like they're behind a speedboat on water skis or something with this dog tearing along in front of them. But that is simply 
training. They haven't trained their dog to walk properly on the leash, and that's what you should do. Um, you should train your dog so that it does walk nicely beside you and if you can't do it you should go to a dog trainer there's loads of good dog trainers out there in Bray I think of Festina Lente I think about Happy Dogs that's just two of, of, of several others so you know um, wherever you live you will find there are good dog trainers in the locality and, and are dogs help you. happier when they're trained definitely because they what just like children need to have boundaries so do dogs. That doesn't mean you need to be mean to dogs. doesn't ne- mean you need to hit them or even get cross with them. It just means you need to say to them, look, these are the rules and I want you to stay within those rules. And dogs like that. And, and, and they have so they more feel contented safe lives. Because they know. Okay. They know where they stand then. Cats? Cats are interesting because they're much more independent creatures. And I think what we're learning is that we have to respect that independence. And there was an interesting study that was done recently on methods of restraining cats because if you if, if a vet gets a cat I mean most owners don't need to restrain their cats very much but at the vets you really do need to if you're going to examine an animal or take a blood sample even you have to restrain them and they did this study on two types of restraint active restraint and passive restraint active restraint means basically what you do when you get this nervous or angry or you know furious sometimes cat what you do is you Basically, pin it to the consult table, put your both hands around the front legs with your elbow over his neck and both le- hands on the back legs, stretching him out on his side, and you hold him there. And then, once the cat is restrained like that, it's immobilised and you can sometimes do what you want. Now, that is a very old-fashioned method of restraint that we would never use nowadays, especially in our cat-only clinic at Bravet. You just don't do that because... Research, apart from the fact that it's a bit mean to the cat because they get utterly stressed out when they're when they, when they're body slammed like that. Um, apart from that fact, studies have shown that it, it literally does not work. What they did is they they, they tried restraining a whole bunch of cats and they, of, of angry cats, if you like, and they recorded the results. What they found was that cats were first of all they were eight times more likely to struggle if they're actively restrained like that compared to, I mean the alternative you see is just to hold them gently with your hand around them letting them move their head and their legs and accepting yes they're cross but working with that and waiting until they settle down so if you try the full body restraint rather than just letting them do their own thing they're eight times more likely to struggle um, and um, examinations take twice as long if you try to forcibly restrain them. And as well as that, they're six times more likely to to, 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 to jump off the table and run away <laughs> than if you yeah. passively restrain them. So the message is, don't try and force yourself on animals. Don't try and sort of squash them into the place you want them to be. Because they're independent creatures, cats in particular, what you're better to do is to say, okay, I want to work with you, will you work with me? Take more time over it and be be, be more chilled out and don't get so upset when they get upset and that always works better. Mm. I mean, the cats and dogs, uh, pets generally, do they get moody? Do they have moods? Are they, do they wake up the wrong side of the bed in the morning? Do they get crotchety, you know? Yeah. Are, they, are, are dogs and cats ever in a good mood? Hey, I feel good today, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but they definitely are. I think it's one of the things we've learned about animals in the last number of years is that they're far more like us than we ever used to think. So yes, dogs do get down in the mouth. They do get sad. Um, they, and 
equally, they can be happy, they can be stupidly, ecstatically, um, euphorically happy sometimes. And if you have a dog, you'll know what I mean. If your dog's in a good mood and they go on a walk, they will sometimes just tear around like a spring lamb, leaping in the air and rolling around the place and expressing their joy at being alive. Just like we humans do sometimes, not very often perhaps, but sometimes. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. To, to see them, especially if you play them or give them some stimulus, they're, they're off and they do it. Yeah, and, you know? and listen, they, and they like playing. We've a, 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 a Maine Coon cat, he's our latest addition to our family, and she likes playing hide-and-seek, genuinely. Now, what this means is, you come into the room and she, what she'll do is she'll look at you and she'll run over to the far side of the room behind, behind a, a piece of furniture and she'll just sit there and you go over there and she'll rush over and hide behind another piece of furniture. <laughs> and then what, this is the next thing you do, you run and hide behind a piece of furniture and she'll wait and then she'll come and look for you. <laughs> I mean, she just plays hide and seek. Like I say, animals are way more like us than we used to give them credit for. And I think that's a great revelation. Yeah, it makes life more fun. They're good at languages. I have to laugh, you know, the, you know, pets that were around our house uh, knew uh, English pretty well and then you go to Spain and you see uh, people talking uh, Spanish in Spanish to them and they, they all seem to know that you know of course they do <laughs> just like us like I say in most ways they're just like us and I think it's great alright so the thing anyway is that what's come out of, of today is the restraint anyway just Res- be, yeah. be, be car- train up the dog first so that um, they know what's expected if they go out on the walk, even though they can have a good time, and don't be yanking their neck and things like that. And if you are struggling with restraining animals, whether it's dog or a cat, do speak to your local vet, because we vets are used to doing this. We have to do it every day as part of our job, so we do know what to do, and, and you know, your local vet will give you good advice on, on how best to tackle this kind of issue. Very good. Pete Weatherburn, our vet, and you can find Pete himself at Bray Vet, which is on Old Connor in Bray. And uh, Pete is in there, ready to uh, have a chat about any concerns you have. And if you want to have a look at Pete's website, it's petethevet.com.